Hello and welcome to Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on what's happening on the ground and about new trends emerging in the construction industry. Today, I'm delighted to pick up on a series we started in recent months looking at self-bills. And this show was brought to you in partnership with Place Engage, a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. And so in the vein of self-building, I'm delighted to be joined by Owen Donnelly, a self-builder from County Clare. And you'll find him and you can follow his journey and April's journey on Instagram at self-build underscore in underscore the underscore hills. So <laughs> self-build in the hills um, in County Clare. Owen, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's a, it's a nice surprise to be invited onto this show. So thank you for having me. Uh, Owen, we celebrate new homes in all their guises, and if you if you're doing it yourself as a self build, that's even more of a cause for celebration. So fantastic! Um, <laughs> for, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and April, and obviously April's uh, not joining us today; she's working. But you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you down the self building route. Yeah, so look, it's 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 fairly easy really um when i met april god many moons ago in 2012 we we kind of had an idea in our head that we'd always like to build our own home eventually are um, you both from county clare we are she's from one part of the county and i'm from the other so it's uh it was we met in college in limerick and um <laughs> jesus uh, i won't uh, i won't bore you with the stories from then till now but uh <laughs> it's been a it's been a whirlwind and uh, we got married there just prior to covid starting in december 2019 and then uh, what follows on from that naturally would be to get our first home. So we were looking around the market. Um, we were trying to decide whether it be Ennis or will it be some part, other part of Clare, maybe Limerick, maybe Galway even. But uh, we kind of always wanted to keep on the West Coast or it was yeah. as West as possible. And we just couldn't really find a place or decide or really come up with a decision between the two of us where we wanted to do or what we wanted to do. But all routes lead home and we were fortunate enough to get a site um, at April's home in uh, O'Gunnell, just outside of Killaloo in East Clare. Oh, fantastic. When you were looking initially, did you consider um, existing or secondhand homes or or indeed new builds kind of within developments? Yeah, look, all options were open, but I think the two of us were really creative people, um, if I, <laughs> not, sound, not to sound too arrogant. So we kind of wanted to put those um, skills to the test and come up with designing and planning and throwing ourselves into the, all the natural stress that comes with a self-build. So... Do you, have, all... do you have any experience yourself or April in the industry? You know, so you say you're coming from the creative side. So what kind of background do you both have? Yeah. So, look, um, I'm a civil engineer by trade. Um, now, look, the, the, the one thing that would hamper me is that I've never been in the buildings game. It's always been very heavily civil based utilities, roads, bridges, so on and so forth, flood defense schemes. So. Not, nothing that I can live in. So um, that was it was, <laughs> it was kind yeah, of but, high over. but the only thing is, you know, having that that's a fantastic foundation to have, you know, that you'll be able to you, you'll know quality workmanship when it's going in. You'll understand the structure, you'll understand an awful lot more maybe than others who yeah. aren't coming from that kind of background. Well, I hope um, so. <laughs> and what does April do? Yeah, so April actually is um, her family is involved in building as well. So her father would have been a foreman on sites growing up. And she would have grown up in construction sites. So she would have picked up her ideas over the years of what she liked and what she didn't like. And like in Fantastic. fairness to April, um, now April's working um, in the healthcare industry at the moment um, and um, loving it. And with all the stresses and trials and tri tribulations that come with that as well. So 
Um, yeah, no, it's 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 the two of us. We we kind of have a, a palette that's spread between us, and we have our own kind of um, expertise in these areas. But uh, yeah, no, look, uh, we 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 just we're just trying to cope with the rest of us, I suppose, without how to build a house. It's a learning game every day. It's a school day, as to say. Yeah, but the only thing is, look, you're coming from a place where you wouldn't be intimidated by the build on, on no. both your parts. And that's that's a really big first hurdle to, to overcome. Um, so when when you had decided upon the the when you decided upon the site, um, you know, and it's fantastic when you have the opportunity to build on family land. How was the planning process for you? The planning process was um, interesting is probably the most political way of saying it. <laughs> Um, it would look for for there's there's horror stories out there. there. There obviously is, and we like in my own eyes maybe that I'm exaggerating a little bit. But um, fortunate, unfortunate for us, there's a protected structure not 300 meters from our property, and that kind of dictated uh, a few bits and pieces with our house, uh, okay. following on from the neighboring properties, I suppose, roof lines, um, roof heights. That was that was the kind of main bugbearer when it came to planning. Um, we got there in the end after we, we we had to go for further information at one stage, but um, it was a very straightforward process after that. Once we went back and redesigned it a little bit, we originally had a a two story um, dwelling that was reduced to a story and a half. So if that's all the if that's all the um, hassle we have, uh, <laughs> I think we'll be okay. So yeah, no, no. Listen, you you're absolutely right. As somebody who's kind of come just come through two applications and sitting in a board panel, I can tell you that that uh, you probably got away lightly. So um, <laughs> in terms of in terms of kind of the local reaction to the build, you know, because it was on family land, were your kind of local neighbours, were they broadly supportive? Yeah. Um, now, in fairness, we tried to we tried to keep in the loop with them as much as we could. April would know them, obviously, more than I do, mm. me being the blow and going out to Lunalo. But um, yeah, so we contacted. We're fortunate that there's not... I say a whole pile of neighbours on the road. There, there would be further up the road, if you get me. But where we're building, there's only April's home, her brother's home, and then a um, a one, uh, it's a holiday home, would you believe, um, for a couple of, from Dublin. And uh, we just contacted them and there was no issues and not that much disruption to the rest of the place. So yeah, so onwards, as they say. Very good. So overcoming the, the issue of planning in terms of because you both wanted to input into the design. Um, did you work with an architect or an engineer or a planner? Who, well, what professionals did you work with in terms of the design of the home? Well, prior, I suppose if I take it back to just before deciding on what route we were going to go down, mm. um, April obviously used her her creativity, her creativity and drew up a plan of what she wanted the house to look like. And then I had my few cents and we went back and forth and we came up with a design and we used... Um, a helpful tool online but the name escapes me but it was a free online software that you could just draw up a home and then we came to a decision um, that that would be the eventual nuts and bolts of the house for lack of a better phrase and um, after we had it designed ourselves we we, we got an engineer um, to put it on construction paper and um, yeah so we didn't go with an architect or anything like that we we went our an engineer for the design process and the planning process so that's that's great that you had such a clear idea together, but it's also great that your ideas aligned. That doesn't always <laughs> happen. You know, normally when there's alignment, it means there wasn't too much involvement on, on either part. But when you both want to contribute uh, your ideas, you were obviously on the same page in terms of how you wanted your, your home to look. 
Uh, Carl, you know now it's uh, it's about picking your battles. So um, <laughs> so like basically, yeah. Uh, so April April would have her say, and I'd have my say, and then I'd bend the knee or vice versa. But yeah, no, look, we we came to the conclusion fairly fairly rapidly. We had a few designs in our head, but what we ended up with was the most natural, um, uh, I suppose, agreement between the both of both of us. Like for once again yeah. to repeat the phrase, for lack of a better phrase, but um, well, no, we were you know, delighted I- where we ended up. I think something that surprises most people in terms of a self-build is that you think you have a carte blanche to design, but you really don't because actually the planners have very tight guidelines on uh, not just building heights, obviously, but, um, you know, the the uh, the aspect of your home. Yeah. You know, there's a lot that is just outside of your control and you have to stay within the nature of um, you know the nature of what's being built around over the past decade as well. So you know there's there's a lot of choice taken away, um, which you know might bother some people. For others, it's probably a welcome relief. You know, you know the the guidelines um, yeah, that, that course, are going yeah. to get you through. Um, so in terms of the physical build, how hands on are you? Are you a, are are you? Is this kind of a direct labor, or did you take in a contractor to run this? Yeah, so it's um it's direct labor. Um. So now, look, I, I I'll openly admit I do have the softest hands in the construction industry. I'm not. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I I I'm used to clipboards and pens and stuff like that. Like, and maybe setting out with devices more than getting into the rough and t- tumble of it. But um, yeah, no, look, we 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 were never present on site. The site is forty minutes from where we're currently living. Um, I'm there maybe five six days a week. Uh, if for nothing else, inspecting what's going on. Um, we hired um, we're we're hiring contractors as we go. Um, we have a good friend of the family, um, of, of April's family, that is looking after the grounds works for us. Um, he's plenty of experience in the game as well. And then, yeah, I suppose it's just as the stages go, um, we're just kind of approaching contractors ourselves. And like if there's anything to be done on site, like, for example, moving stuff around or setting out, that'd be kind of I'd be able to help with that. Um, and then I suppose look, if, if, if you need a little bit of labor here and there. I might, I might throw myself into it, but um, hopefully I, I try to avoid as much of that as I can. Very <laughs> so, good. And who's project managing this from a cost point of view? Um, now, look, it's absolutely myself and April, but predominantly April. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, April's excellent with figures, so she's well able to take care of that side of things. Um, and then it's, it's, it's about trying to manage and afford what we can within our means. Like, it's not an endless pit of money at all, at all, um, especially in this uh, climate with the... Uh, Increasing prices in construction materials and labor and everything else that goes along with it over the last couple of years, which hasn't exactly been helpful for us. But no, we we do have a budget. We plan to stick to it. Um, and then it's about kind of basically just coming up with compromises throughout the build if something does exceed our budget in that way. So um, long yeah. story short, me and April. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. Do you know? Again, this is something that's really always fascinated me and I, and it fascinated me going back decades that actually you can have people come in to the new build process having never been exposed to construction and but just coming from a, a place of very strong project management whether it's their character or whether it's from their professional background and um, but a good project manager can really uh, transform a self-build project you know it, it gets stuff done on time it, it gets your scheduling right it cuts down your clashes between the different trades on site it gets the ordering and the priority of what needs to happen when uh, look to be honest I think that if you're working on a self-build if you don't have project management skills that's the one thing I would really recommend you invest in and um, but if if either party are bringing project management skills then that's that really is an asset into itself 
In terms of budgeting, um, well, first of all, sorry, what stage are you of the build are you at at the moment? Okay, so um, we've just as of this evening, we've uh, the, uh, <laughs> we finished our rising walls. So yeah, so it's um, it's exciting to see it physically come together. Um, yeah. I am actually, this is normally the time when people panic and this and they think, oh, this room is too big, this room is too small, we should have done this here. <laughs> Has anything occurred to you watching that process today? Yeah, there was one circumstance, unfortunately, where we did run out with a little bit of ground and the foundation. Um, we just had, we lost six inches of a wall um, in our in our sitting room. So look, it's, 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 it isn't the straw that's going to break the camel's back at all at all, but um, it's just a little bit smaller than it needed to be. So... <laughs> Uh, that's the only thing. Do you know that is the only thing about a self build? It's like you have to go through it to learn. So everybody I know who has done a self build, the minute they they finished it, ha- has ideas on what they would do differently, like instantly, almost instantly. And unfortunately, <laughs> you have to go through it to learn it. It's very difficult to to you know learn from other people's projects. Um, you know, in terms of then the budget. The budget that you had set out, uh, I it, did you have to get, I presume you got a mortgage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got and, a mortgage. Yeah. And in terms of stage payments, was the mortgage application, was that fairly straightforward for you both? Um, it was. See we, see, we were fortunate enough that we decided to go with a broker um, for, our, for our mortgage and Finance Solutions and being the name of that broker and like the... The people there were incredibly helpful. Like, you know, like predominantly we were dealing with um, a girl called Sinead and another girl called Kaylee, and they were just the biggest assets um, that we could have ever had. Like, obviously, being novices to the mortgage game, being our first mortgage, and they were able to steer us um, in what documentation was required, when it was required, uh, who we should be contacting, um, uh, what what we can be doing to increase our chances of securing the mortgage. Um, I would like look personally myself. It mightn't be for everyone, but I would I would hundred percent recommend um getting a broker to anyone who would ask me that. So um that's, that's amazing to hear that experience. And in fact, only in recent weeks I was chatting to an uh, to another intending first time buyer, and uh she actually was talking about a really great experience she had with her bank. So really the conclusion I've drawn is that it comes down to how helpful the people that you're dealing with are yeah, and how yeah. really invested they are in getting your mortgage through because it's it, it can be a really stressful time um, and it, it depends on your inclination towards paperwork but it can be a very stressful time so actually anything that simplifies the process and then that yeah. makes it a little bit easier tell me again the name of the brokers you were dealing with it sounds it like a, they were good to deal with yeah uh, finance solutions is the company um so um that i like Sinead O'Carroll was the person i was predominantly dealing with i suppose and she was an absolute joy to deal with from start to finish so um and look, it's not over yet as we're, as we're only yeah. on our first drawdown payment. So there's a few more stages to go. But um, yeah, no, look, I, 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 10 out of 10 for me. Um, oh, fantastic. That's, that's my own view. <laughs> that's really positive to hear. So in terms of then having your, your finance in place, and it is finite, um, you know, as you mentioned earlier. So in terms of the budget from when you started planning and pricing and getting your initial quotes together um, to where you are now, what kind of slide are you are you noticing? Do you like obviously construction materials have increased in cost, mm. have decreased in availability? Um, there's transport challenges, you know. So how how are the costs that you're experiencing today different to maybe what you'd been planning for when you got your initial quotes? Yeah. So like initially when we started this process, this is this is going on two three years ago, I suppose it was. 
we it wasn't I, I made it sound uh, may have sounded I may I may have actually made it sound fairly easy to come to a decision in the design but it was a long like it was it was three four or five months talking about what way we want the house to look at and in that time um fortunately enough me being in the construction industry I was part of my daily role I suppose would be to monitor uh, um pricing of materials in the, in the industry for, for any specific job I was on. So I was kind of noticing trends going up and down ever since, I suppose, the, the whole Suez Canal debacle, I suppose, that was a kind of a kick in the teeth for steel uh, across the world. And then yeah. lumber was out kind of tracking the markets across the world as well. Like it was, And then just, just concrete works, obviously, with the levies that have come in this year. Um, I believe they came in in April, I'll correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, uh, yeah, no, it was it was it was one of those things that we were kind of always able to keep an eye on it. So I was kind of known full well what to expect at the time when we were actually going to be purchasing um, or sourcing materials or labour. So we have noticed that, look, if we were building maybe three years ago when we started initially, there's probably a markup of anywhere between twenty and forty percent. Um, that's, that's kind of huge. what I've noticed. Yeah. How I mean, how is that going to impact you? In terms of the finance you have in place, will you be able to get to the stage you need to get to with the money that you have currently, even though I, I suspect it won't be kind of completing the home the way you might have liked to see it completed? Yeah, well, like it's uh, the way I, I'm trying to trick myself in my mind into saying that it's going to be a 20 year project as opposed to having it built in a year, if you get me. So, like, look, we mightn't be able to get the, the, the finished article when it comes to furniture or built ins or whatever, but. Like um, we've probably been priced out of that realistically, but um, we're, we'll obviously aim for the best and come to some sort of compromise for the time being. But um, yeah, I I I think we absolutely get the structure and uh, the what done for what we what we hope to achieve, and then we'll also get the main, I suppose, components of the house. But some other things will have to take a hit, and that's just natural for most people, I'm assuming nowadays. So. You know, it absolutely is. And it's returning back to a generation. I'm sure if you speak to your parents about when they moved into their home, they probably didn't. They probably had rooms that weren't furnished. I'm sure they didn't have the dining suite they wanted. And oh, I yeah. think th there was just a decade or two, probably two decades in between then, you know, where the kind of instant gratification kicked in and, and a home wasn't complete until every home was kind of photographed ready. And that's yeah. just not the reality when we're speaking. And by the way, not just to self-builders, but actually to people moving into homes, particularly secondhand homes that require a bit of work. You've got people saying, you know what, look, we'll paint the kitchen and, and that can be our five-year project or, you know, something. So actually, I think people are much more realistic now about the I, I suppose what they would consider their finished property in yeah, the of course, yeah. the home is never finished. Like, like I put it for just so sorry to cut you off there, Carol, no. but like one thing one thing that we have noticed or that we have already made a decision upon is that the garage is gone. <laughs> like it's 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 like we were getting quotes like just incredible quotes like maybe forty, fifty thousand for a garage. Like I don't know where people are coming up with these figures nowadays, like but that's just extortionate in my opinion. So it was the first thing to go, and I considered buying, um, you know, those steel containers and the shipping containers, yeah, and just have yeah. one of those instead for the bones of maybe five hundred to two thousand euro. Like, you know, just do the same thing. But um, uh, absolutely, look. To be honest, you're the second self builder I've spoken to this month who has said exactly that the garage is going to have to go. Whereas actually, I probably we would have been of the other approach where I would have built the garage and lived in it and done the <laughs> other more gradually. But in terms of materials. I think we're in a really difficult position at the moment. And it's good that in your day job, you understand that because 
actually what I'm finding for from some self-builders is that if they don't want to have the relationship of trust with either their contractor or with the different trades people coming in, they're a bit sceptical when they hear about these huge hikes in construction materials where it's actually mm. th- that's absolutely real and you know that from your day job so at least you don't have that extra layer of thinking oh my god are these guys just you know do they see us coming do they think we're fools because we're first-time buyers building our first home where it's exactly. actually that that is the reality on the ground tell me how has your experience been with um actually being able to get trades people um <clears throat> well look i say uh, so far from who we've we've hired it's 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 we've been fortunate enough that as I said, for the groundsworks contractor, it was a friend of the family that was easy enough to organise the block layer. Um, once again, April sourced the block layer um, through uh, mutual friends at work. Um, that was so. That was I was actually struggling very like I, I contacted maybe six or seven block layers, and this, 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 each told me a different story. And then April came home and had a block layer sorted. So I was just like, fantastic, brilliant. Um, so that was handy. Uh, the, what I'm struggling with at the moment now actually is a, an iron monger or a steel fixer. That's that's a we have a we have a detail in our house that's a corner window and getting a getting a fabricated post for the structural support. Um, that I didn't I thought it was off the shelf. <laughs> like it's a it's a standard measurement. It's a three meter high post with a couple of plates welded onto it. So you think it'd be something you can buy in a shop or any builders providers? And um, it's not. No, it's not. No, no, no. So I kind of dropped the ball personally on that one a little bit. So that's probably the main hassle in my life being a self builder at the moment but i'm sure uh, there'll be a few more down the road but um what i what i'm hearing is plasters is uh is going to be the next thing uh that's going to be the one that's going to get going to be that might be the straw that breaks the camel's back but uh um well, the we only thing is, with April's dad having been a foreman on sites for a long time, there might be a bit of a network built up there. And and equally important to the network is a few favors in the bank. You know, yeah. so the, the, <laughs> he might he might know a few people who owe, who owe a few favors. And that's one of the massive advantages of being local to the area where you're building. You know, the fact that they are, yeah. you know people you've gone to school with or something like that and I know it's not local necessarily for yourself but for April and particularly when her dad has been in the trade as well there'd be maybe a knowledge of who's good who you'd want to call into your site and who you mightn't exactly he's been he's been great help in fairness like he's he's I I I say I talk to him nearly every day at this stage about one thing and one thing alone and that's the house and he's been guiding us and with his experience as you rightly mentioned there like he was able to kind of steer us in the right directions with um some suppliers he he's helping out on site yeah when we're not there considering we're 40 minutes away he's helping out managing the job if there mm-hmm. if there's contractors there so um look we'd be lost without him and again that goes for everyone in April's family who's helped out so far as well being so close to home um we're we we understand we're in a pretty lucky situation with that so um uh, long may long may continue Fantastic. Well, look, you need to keep the relationships good with the in-laws <laughs> until the home is built anyway. Well, obviously I'm beyond, but, you know, really to get that see. done. Have you, have you an idea, have you a target in your mind of when you'd like to get this done, when you'd like to be even moving in? Let's, you know, I, I think that maybe when it's a self-build, we shouldn't talk about when the house is finished, but have you an idea of when you'd like to be living in it? Yeah, so all going well, I given we've given ourselves a year of programme. So when we start, we started a month ago, just uh, gone. Uh, we broke ground actually a month and three days ago. So we're already up to our horizon walls now at that stage. So at this stage, so all going well. If we were in sometime before next summer, that'd be uh, a, a day for champagne, I think. But um, 
we see how it goes. You know, yourself, yeah. things things turn up in the construction industry as every uh, around around every corner. So you never know do what's going to happen. Do you know what it is, and the fact that you're kind of mentally prepared for that that it doesn't throw you that's a really big thing i suppose um you know in terms of when you're going down the direct labor route it really is a case of keeping the relationships with the trades going and not wasting anybody else's time not bringing somebody in if they can't do their job because a previous trade hadn't finished theirs you know essentially kind of respecting their time will will kind of make them more likely to respect yours and I, look i appreciate it it can be a frustrating time but it really does come down to relationships you know yeah, and of course in fact only in the last week i was hearing stories about uh somebody who was frustrated about his friend who was the the um electrician and there was uh early morning texts you know early morning weekend texts <laughs> and and you know, relationships can sour very, very quickly if you're not respecting people's time, you know, and, you know, especially when it's local or there might be favours being called in. So that's definitely yeah. something to be mindful of as well. Yeah, um, of course it is, yeah. Owen, the Rising Walls today, what's your next milestone? Okay, I suppose <laughs> the next one I'm I'm focusing on really at the moment is getting our hardcore, getting our subfloor pours and getting our insula insulation in. Um it's like once I basically get the rail on barrier and we say and the concrete port, I call my block layers back and then we get up to first floor level and then so on and so forth. But um no, I'm just I'm just I'm trying to decompartmentalize everything and and just take as as, as kind of divide it up in my mind and just say if we have this done by this date, then we can focus on this and we can focus on this and then we can start lining up more and more contractors. But yeah, let's just get let's just get standing inside and internally at a finished floor level and then I'll worry about the rest of it after that. Okay, how hands-on are you planning to get? Oh well, look, I honestly, it's 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 every minute of every hour I'm thinking about it. Um, okay. it's 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 one of those things that it's I kind of want to make sure that we were mentioning there about respecting people's time, but I'm cognizant. <laughs> I'm also uh, conscious of the fact that I'm I probably I'm beginning to annoy people with the amount of people I'm ringing. And how often I'm ringing them, and just making sure that they're 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 giving us the respect as much as we respect them. So, um, yeah, no, it's 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 going well, like for for what it is at the, at the early stages of this project. So I I've no real major complaints from that side of things so far. But um, as we said already, we'll see what's around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, on finally, is April's dad a patient man? Incredibly patient, incredibly. Um, sure, he has to deal with me. So um, I, I was thinking if he's a site foreman for years, but he mightn't have dealt with a uh, with um so little experience on site. But listen, ev everybody has to learn. You know, it's it's uh, but it's good to have somebody there who actually knows what they're doing. You know, because you can do a lot of the physical labor if you've got somebody who can tell you, you know, who can point you in the right direction, make sure it's being done properly. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I, I, I've alluded to it already that it's it, we're we're very fortunate to have um, April Zad in, in the mix, like so. Um, given his vast experience in the construction industry, and it's, it's like it's not just like it's not just on major sites. Like he's built houses before. He's built three of their own houses in the family. Like so, it's it's a he's a fountain of information. And um, look, we're 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 blessed. But I, I like it's 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 one of those things that we like to take ownership as well. Um, and uh, make sure that we're not relying too heavy on anyone or burdening them um, as well. You know, because you have to you have to take the good with the bad. Like you know, you can't you can't exactly just like literally plague them to to with all their free time. So we have to take some responsibility. 
Uh, listen, that, you know, that will happen as well. You know, you are just in the first uh, kind of month and not only that, but your own confidence will build and April's will. And you'll be surprised when it's your own, how much you will want to get stuck in there. But um, listen, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to day to chat to us, because uh, again, you know, you're documenting this on Instagram. So we'll definitely be following along, but it would be great maybe to chat to you in a few months when you're a few months uh, into the journey and just, you know, again, I, I suppose kind of final question, because even though you're at a very early stage and this answer may change so far, is there one thing you wish you had have known before you started or that you could pass on to anybody else who's at an even earlier stage? I suppose I suppose I have I probably have two key bits of advice. Um become very accustomed to Microsoft Excel <laughs> and track your budgets and put every penny into it that you know what you have to spend or how much you or when you can spend it. That is it'll become your best friend, you know, because it'll like I'm absolutely crap with figures. Like it like or with, with um holding on to money. That's why the person is well and truly with April. So um, I, I, I would lose the run myself. I'd be like, oh, I like I, I like Aluclad windows when PVC windows are do the same thing at different functions. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that'd be my first thing. Make sure you're tracking everything at every moment. Um, actually, three things. Document, because it's always good to look back. Um, it's a little bit of a vanity project, I suppose, the, 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 the Instagram page. But in 20 years' time, if, if social media is still a thing at that stage, um, it'll be always good to look back at the memories of how and when we were able to do it. And um, it's all about look, developing relationships is key. Um, make sure you give as, mu- as much as you get in terms of respecting people. Um, make sure that you're, you're, you're keeping contact always in good terms. Try not to get frustrated. And look, self-building is uh, stressful. Everyone knows that. But... Um, it's, uh, it's I'm, I'm not you can kind of having an epiphany here for everyone to, to see or to listen to but um to try to try to keep her cool because good things will come uh to those who wait so uh listen i think that's really good advice and um you know getting handy with excel you know it, it sounds like yourself and april kind of have the right division of labor going on you know to be able to to make it through and that that's a really important thing so look, best of luck for the coming uh, weeks and months. We'll definitely be watching in on Instagram. That's uh, And by the way, for anybody listening in, Owen and April's journey, you can follow that. They're self-build in County Clare. It's at Instagram. It's at self-build underscore in underscore the underscore hills. So <laughs> at self-build in the hills with a couple of underscores there and you'll find them. Owen, thank you so much for joining thank us today. Girl. And I hope the next time when we're checking in to see how your progress is going, April will be able to join us as well. Absolutely. Um, uh, so that's all we've time for today. Uh, my thanks to show producer Katie Tallon and to the production team at Hear Me Roar Media. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out our other real estate and construction shows on iProperty Radio. Before we go, maybe a special word of thanks to our sponsor, Place to Engage, uh, using immersive technologies for a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your development project. And um, so my thanks to everybody for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio.